Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation for uh, an episode of uh, me, myself and Sai, as it were. We haven't uh, haven't had one of these for a while, but uh, looking forward to it. Going to talk a bit of Cardiff City. There's a lot been going on. Lots of news, new manager, rumours galore. So there's loads going on, lots to discuss. Looking forward to getting stuck into it all. Um, but just as we kind of wait for some for some of the laggers of the latecomers. And I apologise myself for being a bit late um, because obviously uh, I forgot, I made the arrangements to do the show and then I forgot I had a hospital appointment at seven o'clock. So I was like, ah, damn. But uh, I'm back, I'm here. I apologise later than usual. Got any questions, drop them in the comments. I will give my opinion or I'll answer them as best I can. Um, It's going to be interesting. We'll talk about the manager first, but... um, Tell me first and foremost, you guys in the comments, in the chat, Facebook and YouTube, what's your first reaction to the new manager? Um, disappointed? Happy? Good? Bad? Where do we kind of stand on it? Do we think it's you know, a good, good plan? Is it another example of Cardiff City not having a plan and kind of just, for lack of a better term, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what happens? Is he going to be gone by Christmas, which just makes it pointless? Unfortunately, recently, in re- certainly recent history, Cardiff City got a habit of as soon as things go wrong, the manager gets the blame and he's gone. We still don't know why Steve Mo- Steve Morrison was sacked, really. I mean, there's been a few sort of guesses, educated and otherwise. And like we don't know nothing really from the club concrete in terms of why he suddenly went because he was beginning to get a, a tune out of the team so that was that you know that made that a little bit disappointing um but before we kind of take a deep dive into uh errol balut i think his name's pronounced i apologize if it's not um we'll kind of do a little bit of a deep dive on him and, and his career and where's he from what's he like what can we expect from him um one thing which kind of hit me straight away listening to him speak is he seems very confident. He seems very kind of uh, 
confident in his own abilities and what he's going to do and where he's going to go. He doesn't seem like someone who's going to be shy with regards to the job. And I think regardless of how bad the last few seasons have gone in terms of championship football, Cardiff City is a big job because, you know, for very for so many years, we've been in and around those playoff places or in the playoffs getting promoted and vice versa, which means that it's very much kind of like we're, we're, we're there thereabouts. So all we go up or we down and, and or certainly really the last couple of years where we've been absolutely appalling and dreadful. So it's like, uh, it is a big job. It's a big job to get us back to where we feel we should be where the club feels it should be. It's a difficult job, though. You know, um, we can't spend any money because we've got uh, an embargo, so he's got to rely on freeze and loans, as far as I'm aware at the moment. Although I've read a few reports, um, which I'll discuss in a minute, where it seems like he, certainly from the reports, report side of things, it seems like they've, they seem to think he's got money to spend. But as far as I'm aware, nothing's changed with that. And, uh, we haven't. We've, we've got to rely on those frees. So, Errol Balut, new Cardiff City manager. It's a it's an interesting one, shall we say? Um, I think it's definitely a surprise. He's got no experience in terms of English football, um, either in his kind of playing days or his football days. Um, he was born in Germany. Spent most of his career as a, as a player and a manager in Turkey. Um, he got into coaching immediately after retiring from professional football. He, he was an assistant manager at Cartler Sport. Then he moved on to Jesus uh, Malatya Sport before moving to Jesus Christ uh, Ale Ale Sport, and then Bashakashihia. Uh, then um, in 2017, he got his first managerial job, which I think that's where it kind of obviously goes. He went back to his former club. Uh, Malatea Spore. He stayed there for two years, managed 69 games before he moved on. Um, the one thing which hits me straight away is he hasn't really stayed anywhere more than around that sort of 60 to 70 game, looking at the stats and stuff, because, you know, I'm not massively familiar with him, I'm not going to pretend I am, but um, it looks like the most amount of games he had at one club as a manager was the 69 which was his first managerial job and then he's had a few brief spells he went to Fenerbahce obviously a massive Champions League side and, and you know tremendous history there but he only took charge of 34 games that would be a maybe a red flag if I was looking at it just purely on stats and it's, it is difficult look it's difficult because you just you don't know sometimes it's not always the obvious choice, which is the right choice. There must be a reason why the club have picked him ahead of people like Nathan Jones and and other sort of people who they spoke to who have got much more championship experience, which is kind of an interesting one because for me, I really felt like now was I felt like Nathan Jones should have got the job previously. So I say it again, I I did think like this was almost like the perfect storm to get him back in. But also, Nathan Jones is a manager who has shown that he kind of isn't afraid to, to speak his mind, that he isn't afraid to criticise people or to give his opinion, even if it goes against the grain. 
And I think that's not what Cardiff City want. Like, if I'm being honest, and this is only my opinion, if I, if I'm being honest, is Nathan Jones like Steve Morrison too much of a, a guy who's going to fight against the grain, as it were, and not accept some of the shit which Cardiff throw away? Is it's interesting. Um, the one thing I look, the one thing I will say, and look, I know Mehmet Dalman has got a lot of crit- uh, fair criticisms which you can throw at him, and I think you know there's people who just want him gone and don't like him. Uh, I can only speak on my personal experience, and my dealings with him have always been great like he's never asked me not to talk about anything with him he's never asked me to not question anything he's always said whatever the questions are in the chat uh, you know give them to me and and i'll answer them and he's always um i gave him the option to do the shows live or we could pre-record them uh, i gave him the option i'm talking the first time he came on i gave him the option to have the questions beforehand or do it as we normally would do it which is just a live thing and throw the questions and as long as they're respectful, I'll ask them. And I said, it's before, is there anything you don't want me to ask you about? No, no. And he came on and he talked to me and Andy about the, the kind of Emiliano Sala stuff back when it was kind of really in the middle of everything. And I think I think he deserves credit for putting himself out there to be asked questions. And now I had a lot of people message me after, I think it was the last one, it might be the second one, um, people kind of saying, oh, you didn't ask this and you didn't ask that. But my, this, and I say this every time, I say it beforehand and I say it when I'm promoting it before, it's like, he's coming on the show on this day at this time. If you've got a question asked, then come and ask it and I will ask it. If you don't ask it, you can't then complain to me afterwards that you didn't get asked. You have the opportunity. Everyone's invited. Everyone can ask a question. As long as you're not a dick about it, I'll ask. Now, as Reese in the chat rightly points out, he knows how to answer a question. Um, he knows how to avoid things because he's a you know he's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He's very polished. He knows exactly what he's doing. So I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But what I'm saying is that he's put himself out there, and I'm hoping uh, well, be sixth of June. But I'm hoping that he'll be back on before the start of the season. But we'll see how that develops. Um, because I think he's working on a few things at the moment. He might be a bit busy. Um, but let's have a look at the comments in the chats and see what people are saying. Um, Cameron on YouTube says, this is the, the, the signing has to be Rambo. Um, Reese says, honestly, who? Nothing against him. All those which are linked. And then, boom, someone, no one, not even the media's mentioned. Um, even in Donna, uh, she says he's very polished. Um Will says, exciting appointment, in my opinion. He seems to have a decent record, played, managed some big clubs. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Reese says, I think Dalman in the press conference, uh, it might just be me, but he seems to be going against Tan a lot more. Certain comments, digs and stuff. So this is what I would say about that, is Mary Dalman and Kenneth Cho are often the ones who take the flack. They get asked the question, difficult questions. They get the abuse. They get the they, they get everything negative. Whereas Vincent Tan is rarely there. He doesn't do very many interviews, if any at all. So he doesn't 
they take the blame for everything which goes wrong. And then when little things do go right, he takes the credit. So it does, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, I didn't really notice that myself, but I, you know, I can't take your, take your word on it. Um, Gareth says, uh, more impressed with the way Mehmet has gone about business, hasn't held back, blaming Tam. Uh, the manager needs a chance, and he does have experience, which we didn't have at the beginning of this season. Uh, Donna says, who's the big sign-in? Will says, Stephen Colker. Well, <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff about it being Rambo, says Reese. Uh, we've heard some same stuff regarding Bale, so I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, let's have a look. Steve Bishop says it's him. Uh, Geraint says uh, he got a job because he's a good close friend of Dalman. Uh, bigger than Rambo. <laughs> so let's let's. I'll come back to the manager because I, I've got a few things I want to talk about the manager situation. But let's talk about this kind of mystery signing and where it kind of came from and emanated from. So um, Paul. And I've always forget how to pronounce his name. Paul Bandadato, I think it is, um, on Twitter, put something out over the weekend saying that there was rumours of a really big sign-in. Um, now, me and Paul fell out on Twitter a long time ago, which is something separate. But um, I've got a lot of respect for the work he does around Cardiff. Um, he he works hard. He's obviously got very the, the best contacts within the football club. Um, you know, he's got... I know he's you know, like me, he's got Mehmet's phone number and stuff like that. And he can phone him up and he can ask him the question directly and he can ask the club and people at the club. So he's got very good contacts. He hinted over the weekend that there was something in the works which was exciting, uh, ambitious and would certainly move thousands of season tickets. Um, but he wasn't. I think he said he wasn't sure who it was or he didn't. He certainly didn't name the person to sign him. Um and then, according to Wales Online, Cardiff City Chairman Mehmet Dalman told supporters to expect an exciting sign-in and ambitiously expects to sell out the club's entire allocation of season tickets. Now, there's two things, isn't there, with that? Is one, I'm sure they sold a few tickets on the back of that statement and that rumour, simply because people will worry that they won't get it, so they'll get it in now before the sign-in's announced. Two, we had our fingers burnt with Gareth Bale because I think it was very obvious. Even when Mehmet Dalman was on the channel last time, we asked him about Gareth Bale and he was a bit sheepish about it. But it was clear that there was at least discussions. Um, and it, at one point, it looked very much like he was coming. And I know from people I've spoken to, not Mehmet Dalman, but just people, um, Gareth Bale was set to come to Cardiff and then his agent, uh, I forget his name, was it Paul Barnett or something? Barnett, he was kind of got in his ear, and next thing you know, he'd gone to America. So that is where it is. So we've had, it's clear we've had our fingers burnt with it. Um, but some of the suggestions I've seen over the last couple of days is wild. So one of the ones I saw, someone said Meze Ozo, because he's friends with the new manager. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true that they're close friends to see Mehmet Ozil be part of his coaching staff. Now, that I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he'll be playing. I'm not even sure if he's retired. If he hasn't retired, he's, I don't know what he's been doing for the last year. Um, so, I, I look, Mehmet Ozil is probably on somewhere between 300, if he's still playing, would be looking for like between 300 and 500 grand a week. So, there's no way 
Mesut Ozil than Ikel. He hasn't got the same links to Cardiff that Gareth Bale has in terms of it's like his hometown and stuff like that, where he might sacrifice those wages. So it's very difficult to imagine that. Um, and also, it's the championship. I'm not convinced that he'd be a great sign-in for championship football, for the team spirit and stuff like that. You can't really imagine him battling it out on a cold evening versus Stoke, as it were. But you never know. You never know. Maybe he wants to prove people wrong. Um, but as I say, I'm pretty sure he retired anyway. Um, but I might be wrong with that off the top of my head. Uh, who else do we see? Did I see? Delhi Ali. Now, this is a dividing one. And I fully understand why. Delhi Ali, three or four years ago, was one of the most highly rated young footballers on the planet, not just in the UK. He was so highly rated. He was being linked with Barcelona and Real Madrid for 100 million plus, blah, 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 blah. Like, it is just... He was the he was the, he was what Jude Bellingham is now in terms of everybody wanted him. He was killing it. He went to Spurs, killing it straight from like MK Dons to Spurs. People thought he was going to be loaned out, but no, he played. And some of those goals he scored in his first couple of seasons at Spurs and under Pochettino were just unreal. Just there's clearly clearly players there who are like this. Sorry, there's clearly a player there. He is very good footballer but he has done absolutely nothing for two and a half to three years now there's some people who think jose Mourinho ruined him um, and killed his love for football i think there's probably a little bit of truth to that but also he has to take a bit of responsibility for in terms of like you know you're an adult you're a footballer jose Mourinho. you know he's not going to be there forever you either leave and go somewhere else or you see it out and play for the new manager and make a point. Didn't do either of that. Turned up to Everton uh, when he signed for them, and there's like a pink Rolls Royce or something, something stupid like that. After doing nothing, for, he like basically sat on the bench for a year, hadn't played, played any football, did nothing at Everton, then went on loan and literally got sent home early. Said like injuries, but he got sent home early because he had a bad attitude. Um, I think he had surgery then. He's been pictured with laughing gas and all this different stuff. Is he a player that you can see coming into Cardiff City for the battle and excelling? Is is he or is he someone who would just come for the money, or is he someone who needs to rescue his career? Like he's young enough that if he was to come, for example, say he came to Cardiff on a very low wage, but a pay-as-you-play kind of deal where if he plays and performs, he gets paid handsome, handsomely. But if he doesn't, then he just gets a very, very basic wage. If he wants to rescue his career, doing that is is a perfect storm. Because if he comes to Cardiff, plays one season, gets 15 goals and 15 assists, someone will chuck a load of money in Premier League or whatever, and Cardiff would do very well, so you'd win. It's a win-win on that side of things. Do I think it's him? No. Do I think he's the right sort of player? I'm very 50-50 on it. Because if a manager can get the best out of him, he is a very talented footballer. But several managers have failed to do so since Jose Mourinho. So you can't just say it was Jose because no one's been able to get a tune out of him. Moving to a different country didn't work. Moving 
to the you know to Everton didn't work with a couple of different managers. So it is what it is. We need players who are going to dig in. Um, if you haven't, you should check out my. I did a video recently of five free transfers that would make Cardiff City stronger for next year. On that list, uh, Aaron Ramsey was like an additional one I'd sort of added at the end that I said, and I'll talk about Aaron in a minute. But one of the players on that list was Lyle Taylor. Lyle Taylor's been released by Forrest. He's got a fantastic championship and a fantastic record at championship level. And I do believe that he is... I think Cardiff need goals. It's, it's not, a, not a shock to anyone. And they need someone... They need a striker who has got a bit of pace. And yes, Lyle Taylor is not as fast as he was, but he's got pace and he's got a good championship record. He's not as young as he was, so he's probably lost the yard of pace. But I think he's still reliable that you could get, um, you know, you could get someone on that. Another one I suggested, by the way, was Regan Poole, who Donna just said. It kind of should have already signed him up, to be honest. But there we go. Um, let's have a look. Will says Ozil uh, isn't coming. People are only saying it because he Fenerbahce signed him the same season that Balut was manager. Yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a great one. Um, so obviously Stephen Colker has been mentioned a few times. It's an interesting one. Um, I don't know because um, I've heard things about him and I've heard bad things about him. Ultimately, with Kipri gone, it's probably a they do need someone. But I, in me, I think Regan Poole adds something oh, like to the pitch, and I think. It'll be interesting. I'm sure the manager will have some players who he wants to bring in to strengthen the strengthen the side. Uh, I apologise, my screen keeps freezing, so I'm a bit slow with the comments. Uh, Gareth says carrots dangling to sell season tickets. Big name signing on a free, either passed it or not wanted, and not a decent loan player for free. I would love to see Rambo, but you'd be lucky to get 20 games out of him. So, with Aaron Ramsey. I think, again, similar to what I was just saying about Deli Ali, but not so much to the extreme. Like, obviously, Aaron Ramsey has no reputation for a bad attitude. Unfortunately, since he broke his leg uh, in that challenge by Ryan Shawcross, he's always picked up niggling injuries ever since. And it's kind of derailed his career because I've said many times on many different shows with many different guests, if I believe if he had been able to stay fit all his career, he would be right up there with the very best midfielders in Europe and he'd be regarded as a true, true great of European football. Um, if Cardiff can get Aaron Ramsey on a free, I think it's worth the risk on one condition. Just like I said, with if they were going to start trying to sign someone like Deli Ali, is you, if he's willing to come on a, a, a very kind of low championship wage, which doesn't break the budget or anything like that. He doesn't need the money, I'd imagine. So if he's willing to come on like a minimal wage, but then his wage goes up on appearances, contributions, goals, etc., to kind of bring his wage more to what he's worth and his ability, then I think that's fine because then it's a win-win for both sides. He's not coming in collecting the money like some players have over the years to like top up their retirement fund and look if you can get 25 30 games out of Aaron Ramsey 
I think you're going to be at the very least in the top sort of eight to ten. You're going to be challenging for the playoffs at least because he's that good. It's whether you can get him fit enough to play 25, 30 games in a season. Um, Geraint says it's not all about freeze, but out of contract players. Also, don't forget um, the loan. Yeah, loans, free players, anything. I'm going to have a a real deep dive into the loan market um, over the next couple of days. There is one loan player I'm very quickly going to mention. I was having a discussion uh, with my father-in-law this morning. So, uh, Ahmad Diallo has gone back from Sunderland. Uh, he's gone back to Man United. He's doing pre-season with Man United, and they're, they're going to make a decision on whether he stays or goes. In my opinion, and from people I've spoke to in and around kind of the Manchester media scene and speaking to Rodri and people like that and Phil Brown and, and, and all these other peoples, the general feeling is he will probably stay at United. Diallo will. But that means that Palestri will go. So in my opinion, Cardiff could get a bit of a jump on some other teams. You've got Palestri who can play off the right or the left wing, who is, looks a real quality player. Uruguay international needs to play football. Ask the question. Ask it now before other clubs get a, get a, get a little word on it. They've also got a midfielder called Zidane Iqbal who hasn't been able to get a game. He's going to need to play. He's a very good footballer who can play the holding midfield role or he can play more of a box-to-box role. Silky skills, great finisher, but also works extremely hard. He is someone most... Like, I think Palistri is a bit of a pipe dream. But, like, Zidane Iqbal, if you can get him on loan for the season, I would get that done early as well. Um, Who else did I say in my free transfer list? Uh, Regan Poole was the defender who I would go for. uh, Puki. Uh, former Norwich, who's been released, I, I get him in. Experienced championship record is superb. These are players, but you've got to get them signed up. Um, people like Barry Bannon and um, Windass, who look like they might be available, but I think they'll probably stay at Wednesday now they've been promoted. Um, they need we need to cover at left back. Um, you know, Collins looks the absolute real deal, but he had a very serious injuries. Uh, serious injury, and I think you've got to accept that maybe you need to get a, a capable, a really good backup. Um, I've, we've been linked with Sorry Cabot very strongly over the last couple of days, but correct me if I'm wrong, and someone in, in the chat I'm sure will correct me. There's been no indication that we are allowed to sign players or we are able to spend money again, as far as I'm aware. So you are looking at the freeze. <coughs> um, but like even comments like from Harold Balut, um, he said Cardiff have to invest in the squad. Now you can't invest if you can't spend money to a certain degree. You've got to rely on the freeze and the loans. Now, in my opinion, Cardiff should focus now on maybe a loan or two if you want to try and get a march on people before they go somewhere else. But also these free transfers, the we should already be speaking to these players. So say, for instance, we want a Puki or a Lyle Taylor. We should have already been speaking to them because when they're, you know, their contracts run out on the 30th of June or whatever, if we're not already speaking to them and we're waiting for the end of June, other clubs will have already spoken to them. 
So, yeah, so everyone just said that they can't, we won't be able to play FIFA next summer. I thought that was the case, but I wanted to double check. Um, we've got to get an out and out goal scorer. Now, I know Connor Wickham had his critics, but I felt like him coming in was a good sign in for the players around him. Um, I thought he really helped Cabba. I thought he really helped the wide players because people were, they were able to link off him. And I think Puki adds the same dynamic. Uh, I think there's other strikers out there who also add the same dynamic. So, look, there's there's players out there on the free transfer list. You just got to get it done. You can't wait because if you wait, that's when you lose out to other people. Um, another player who's been kind of linked, uh, as Reese rightly says, is Nathan Redmond. Um, Nathan Redmond, you know, very good footballer, 29 years old, currently plays at Brasictas. Um, he's a good footballer, man. Um, let's have a look at Nathan Redmond's stats. Nathan Redmond, by the way, you know, another one who can play a range of positions. He can play wide, play like a number 10, <clears throat> um, probably play, you know, wide of a front three, could play an out-and-out -out winger. Um there's a lot to him. I think. Let's have a look. Where was Norwich, Southampton, Besiktas. Um, so after six more than six years at Southampton, he signed for Besiktas in the Super League uh, in 2022. How did he do there? Let's have a look. Besiktas. Uh, so he made 25 appearances, scored five goals. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, super. I was right. Twenty-five, five goals uh, for uh, twenty-eight, six goals in all competitions, which on paper doesn't sound amazing, but it's also not bad. The Super League in Turkey, I would argue, is probably similar standard to the Championship. Do you reckon? There's some big, big clubs in that Turkish Super League, so I think you know Nathan Redmond's would be an amazing sign, and I've got to be honest. Um, is it likely? Yeah, I just, I agree with you, Garen. So Garen says, Sorry, I think he means by investing in the team is for time to spend the cash by getting getting good out-of-contract players here. I agree, uh, Garen. And I think that's what I would say, is you've got to, they've got to move quickly. They cannot wait for... Like, can't just wait until their contracts run. That you've got to be in contact with them now, really pushing it because other clubs will beat you to it. Simple as that. Nathan Redmond. Let's have a little deep dive on Nathan Redmond because um, I, I am a big fan of uh, the player over the years. Predominantly plays off the right, but he can play left. He can play number ten. He can play, you know as an out-and-out -out striker or off a second striker. I don't think he could play as a striker on his own, maybe. Um, he's got a fairly decent championship record. He scored 100, assisted 20 and 105 appearances in the championship. But in the Premier League, he's in 264 Premier League appearances, he scored 28 goals with 26 assists. And that is the, you know, he's got quite a high assist ratio to games. So that's something which I think would be vital. 
um, represented England at all levels, uh, made his England debut in 2017, only made the one appearance. But I mean, you know, the guy has got something about him. And I believe, you know, will, uh, will the Turkish manager want to get him in? He's obviously would have seen him this year. So it's kind of uh, an interesting one, an interesting one. Um, <clears throat> so if you guys could choose out of um, just the players that we've just that I've just discussed, just discussed, who do you think that a big signing would be? Like if you were, if you were out of all those names that we just discussed, in your eyes, who do you think like yes him? Um. So Cameron just said, um, who do I think the big sign is? So I think the only there's I think there's only two players which fit the bill of bringing in season tickets. I don't think Stephen Colker would make people I think it would be a good signing, but I don't think it brings people to the dance. Actually, I, I change that to three. Maybe. One is like 50-50. Um I Deli Ali, I think, would be very dividing. I think there's a portion of people, probably me included, who would be quite excited by it. But there's also a portion of people who think it would be a bit of a a risk that's not worth taking. In my eyes, the only two people who fit the bill, who could realistically come to Cardiff City in our this current state that we are, but also excite fans enough for an increase in season ticket sales is Gareth Bale or Aaron Ramsey. They're the only two which would fit the bill. Gareth Bale, I think, is pretty much done with football. I would be very surprised if he's done a U-turn. And truth be told, I think he'd play even less games than Aaron Ramsey, if we're being honest. He seems to have one eye on, on retirement. And if not, I don't even know if he's still playing MLS or if he plans to. Um, if you were asking me to like say uh, definitely who I think it is um, and kind of from people I spoke to today and stuff, I would say Aaron Ramsey. I think he's the Welsh captain. He's said previously that he would like to come back to Cardiff before his career is over. He's out of contract. I just think when you look at it as a whole package, it's worth the risk, but it is a risk because you could sign him and he could play two games and nothing. But if you could get 25 games out of Aaron Ramsey and be a bit selective with maybe resting him and, and keeping him fit and manage his health, it's worth it because he is so much better than anything we've got. He's so much better than anything we'll get. Like Aaron Ramsey is a world-class midfielder who has just struggled with injuries since he broke his leg. The shirts you would sell, everything which kind of all boils into one, the shirts, the help he'd offer in the dressing room, the help he'd offer to academy players, being based in Wales as the Wales captain. Like it, it feels like a bit of a perfect storm. But as I said earlier in the show, we've had our fingers burnt very recently. So it's 
difficult to get too excited. And also another reason why it's difficult to get excited is it is a risk. We've had our fingers burnt in that way in previous years. Um, but like, look at Bellamy. Bellamy came in. People thought he was coming, you know, for a big paycheck and stuff like that and questioned whether he really gave it shit. And like, we got a couple of really, really good seasons out of Craig Bellamy. And, and, you know, even towards the end when he was struggling with his knees and stuff, they managed it a little better. He came with his own coach and trainer, which helped manage his knee and stuff like that. So could you do that with, with, with Aaron Ramsey? You know, free transfer, it's worth the risk. I would imagine Aaron Ramsey is not short of cash, so I'd imagine they would be able to work out some type of deal. So to me, he seems like the one. Um, the only other name which I saw, which I was kind of like, oh, that would be interesting, was uh, Kiefer Moore, which didn't make any sense to me because he's got a couple of years left on his contract. Didn't play a great deal of football, though, for um, for Bournemouth last year. He did play, you know, he played a bit, played a lot off the bench. I'd be surprised if Gary O'Neill was to let him go. Maybe he might want him to go out on loan and, and play. Um, it would be a great signing for Cardiff. Of course he would. It's, it's just what we need. To You know, he's a better, younger, better version of Conor Wickham in terms of the system. But the other thing to bear in mind is the system that did us quite well at towards the end of the season with kind of three struck five at the back and two up front and, and what really made us defensively really solid, but also helped the forward players. That's the, that, that formation and tactics that could be binned. We could be done with that because this manager could come in with his own ideas of what formation and tactics he wants to play. So he's going to try and bring in players which fit to that. Now, if you're looking at it from that playing the similar tactics to the end of the last season, I think Aaron Aaron Ramsey fits very well into that playing in a number ten role, especially if you can get two. If you're going to play three in midfield, for instance, right, three central midfielders, and Aaron Ramsey's in kind of the attacking midfield role, stroke right, number ten, and then you could put two young footballers with loads of technical ability but also a lot of legs and energy to make up for the fact that Ramsey hasn't got those legs that could be a special trio if you get the right the right um combination that could be really special like immediately I think back to what I was saying earlier about loaning to Dan Iqbal like straight away that's legs and technical ability um We've been linked straight away with, as you will be, we'll be linked with all sorts of players from the Turkish league. Um, Transaspor midfielder Anastasios Bakasetos um, immediately. Um, he said on Monday that they were hoping to bring in anything from eight to ten players. And I think they need that. And this was the point of my video on the free transfers, is there's no excuse for Cardiff not to strengthen their squad this year. Because there is a long list of players available on a free from League One to the Premier League, which would make Cardiff City better. Um, and we can have a quick look at them if, you, uh, if you'd like. Why not? Well, while we're here, having a little chin wag. Um, if you've got any questions, then get them in, of course. 
and I'm sure, look, Cardiff are going to get linked with all sorts of players over the next couple of weeks, and it's trying to sort through which ones have got legs, which ones haven't. Um, if you think, by the way, if you think I'm wrong regarding Aaron Ramsey, and you think that there is this kind of mystery signing or this big signing, this could be someone else, I'd be really interested in what what you guys think. Like, I really would, because I can't think of anyone else really who fits the bill. You know, when you're being, when you're looking at the realistic, um, realistic options, you know, and so you're not talking about the Ben Mars and the Tillemans and the Zahas and Gedungans and all these people. Um, Paul Mullen, indeed, that's it. Um, right, let's have a look at the end of contract. The best free agents. Let's have a look. Uh, every championship player out of contract in 2023. Let's have a look. So let's have a look at some of these, just uh, who would make us better straight away. <sighs> Potentially Troy Deeney's on, available on a free, although we're not sure they, they've got a year option on him. Um, Bradley Dack. Got Andy Campbell would be loving that if Cardiff signed Bradley Dack. He's a big, big fan of Bradley Dack. Um, Jay De Silva from uh, Bristol City has been released. I think he'd be a good option for a fullback. 100%. Um, Reese said Oliver Norwood. Um, he, I can't remember if he made my final list. He was one of the ones which was like right on my list. Um, Chris Martin would be an option. I wouldn't take him. But but Jay De Silva from Bristol I would take as a fullback option. Um, you've got Ashley Barnes, Good, Goodmunderson from uh, Burnley. Um, then we've got Coventry releasing all sorts of players. Um, <coughs> wouldn't I don't know, Liam Kelly maybe would take him, possibly. Um, Danny Ward has been released. I don't know if I'd take him. To be honest, I think we should be looking maybe a bit further so jonathan davis said there four two three one or four three three of the manager's favorite formations so straight away what i would say to that jonathan that kind of uh fits in with what i was saying say if you're going to play say four two three one so you've got like two you have normally in that normally in that um situation you'd have one of the two would be an out and out holding midfielder and another one maybe like more of a box-to-box midfielder and then you have three behind you have two wide players and you have a number 10 Aaron Ramsey as the number 10 and as long as the two players who sit behind have got legs and energy but also a bit of technical ability they can spray the ball about Reese mentions Oliver Norwood there we go set piece specialist one promotion with about four different teams can spray the ball around fits the bill nicely as I mentioned, a couple of lone midfielders that adds credence to why Aaron Ramsey makes sense. Uh, Jonathan also says Jade Silva is going to Coventry to replace Dabo, who are, who I also like. Yeah, Dabo is a good uh, good shout. That is mate. Um, any middles Middlesbrough players? Uh, Tommy Smith, Duncan Watmore, Johnny Housen, Luke Daniels. Um, Norwich, there's a couple of players I would take. So, Reese, you told me a couple of years ago, right? Todd Cantwell 
is right up there with the most highly rated midfielders. He was going to go on and be amazing. He's been released by Norwich. So is he someone that Cardiff should be looking at? Uh, Timo Pukki, Timo Pukki, straight away I'd sign him. I said that in my video, which I produced the other week. 100% I would sign him up tomorrow. Proven championship player, good hold-up player. Um, so some of these players have already gone, reset them. Todd Cantwell's gone to Rangers, which is a bit of a shame. Um, <coughs> so my list might have been out of date. Shane Long, what do we think about that? Is he past it? Is he worth? Would he be worth? Uh, um, Shane Long, would he be worth a punt as a maybe a bench? You know, strike off a bench. Don't know. John Flack, it's a no-brainer for me. Is one for you and guys. What about Ali McBurney? Um, <clears throat> Oliver Norwood, yeah, get him in. Uh, Jack Robinson. Billy Sharp, maybe a bit old now. Frankie Fielding. Mm. Nick Powell, bit of experience. I think we need younger, pacier options. i got to be honest. I think we need to be looking at, like, young, like, young options with legs. Particularly if we're going to build a side around Aaron Ramsey. If we've made... Which I think we should. If we if we're going to sign Aaron Ramsey, you've got to build the team around him. We're going to build the team around Aaron Ramsey. You need legs in it. So you need young, fit players, technically good, who can do their jobs individually, and play football as a team. Fight, and you need options off the bench. Cardiff's bench this season too often has been piss poor. <coughs> yeah, sign Ollie McBurney and chuck him in the twenty threes. Absolutely. All right, what about Jake Livermore? What about Kenneth Sahor? Past it, worth it, what do we think? Tom Cleverley, Don Dan Gosling. Um, I'm just throwing names at you now. I want to see what you people think. Um, I said John Flack. See, John Sheffield United releasing John Flack, um, Oliver Norwood. I'd try and sign both of them, to be honest, straight away. What about what do we think of Joe Bennett? I had him on my list of three signings that Cardiff should sign. He understands the club. He's flexible. He could play as a three at the back. He could play as a left back. He's technically good. He's a good footballer. Knows the area. Knows the football club. Knows what it's about. If he was interested in coming, would you welcome Joe Bennett back as backup to Collins? Because I think ultimately, I think if Collins is, can get back to full fitness, I think most people agree that he's the guy if he can get back to where he was. But if he's, you don't want to rush him back from such a serious injury. So then, like Joe Bennett is miles better than Joel Vega, who's obviously left the football club. You can move Odauda further forward, as Reese says. And like Joe Bennett, you know, he could slot in to start to give Collins a bit of time and let him get me you know, make sure he's back. But also when Joe, if Collins can rediscover his previous form, Joe Bennett's a great option off the bench. He can play left back. He can play right back. He could probably do a job at center back. I definitely play as a three, but he could also, I think, do a job as a center back if you really needed it. 
Um, so look back to my original point why I started looking at these three kind of players out of contract is there's no excuse for Cardiff to not strengthen their squad. Even if you're saying we've got no money to spend and we've there's players out there who are out of contract, there's players out there who can be loaned who would make us better, but we can't sit on our hands and wait till the end of June. We need to get them done now. Um, Jonathan says Joe Bennett didn't want to go. He was off. He just wasn't offered a new deal. He made a lot of comments on about not having an offer on social media. Yeah, I heard that he really didn't want to go. So, is an interesting one then. Um, Victor Anachibi, thirty-one. Would you take him as the kind of Connor Wickham replacement, as your more sort of target man type thing? Because the target man doesn't need to be young necessarily. Would I prefer Kiefer Moore? Of course I would. He's a bit more mobile. But I mean, Vic, you know, Victor and Achebe, 31, is not that old in this day and age. He's a big boy. An injury prone, maybe. Um, Ross Wallace, there's a player I would have liked to have had when he was younger. Uh, another option for left back, potentially. Martin Olsen, um, very good footballer on his day. Wilfred Boney can do one. Ben Arthur has been released, 32. Don't think we need him and Ramsey. Um, yeah, I would love to get Sorry Cover back with Aaron Ramsey playing behind him. Oof. Or, you know, <coughs> Cover could play a bit wider as well. David Vaughan, defensive midfielder, but he's 36. It's just a bit old. Here's a question Who could tell me before I Google it? What is Gary Medal doing these days? Is he out of contract? Can we kidnap him? What about um who's the other one? Um oh, who was the Spanish lad who played a couple of seasons ago? Um oh, what's his name? Oh, he's gonna bug me. I loved him. Um Juan Carla. Where's he? Where's he today? Is he on free contract? Bring him in. Victor Camarasa. He's another one. Victor Camarasa. That was the one I was thinking of. One Juan Carla. Um, Victor Camarasa. Is he our contract? Get him back. James Collins. He's gonna, uh, this is our date, I think. Somehow. Look, um, there's all sorts of players. I'd like to. I would like to see, um, like, Camarasa. Yeah, he was the one I was thinking of. Um, I would like to see players who know the club. And I, Joe, that's why I really like the thought of Joe Bennett coming back to the club. Um, Victor Camarasa. There we are. We are over a day. when's his contract? Just, just like hoping he's out of contract somehow i don't think he is somehow um but i wouldn't mind seeing like a a contingent of people who know the club and aaron ramsey uh joe bennett people mentioned stephen coker earlier that's three players who really know the football club they really understand what is what it's about what the fans are about and ultimately i think 
you know, could we could we do with more players who understand what it's about to play for Cardiff City and fight for the fans and fight for the team? Absolutely. If we just bring a load of players in from the Turkish League, it might work in the short term. But the worry with this board is if this manager doesn't win a game in his first 10 games, he draws five and loses five, he'll be gone. And then we start again with no plan, no nothing. It's, and this is this is this is my problem with it. Is have we got a plan, or have we just signed someone because he's, as I think it was Geraint says, because he's mates with the chairman. And this is the worry, I think, isn't it? Is we're with Cardiff, we always worry, and do they have a plan? Not hundred percent sure. Um, best news of the day. Tom Lockyer has been given the all clear to resume his career after having heart surgery. Shout out to him. That was a scary, scary moment. Um, Middlesbrough have signed Manchester City young youngster uh, Ajiman. See, clubs are already signing players, like out of contract players. Um, Preston players signed a new deal. What have we got? Bristol City have signed Dickey from QPR. Like, Teams are already moving on these players, and I just worry that we might, we just might miss out on players because we're a bit slow getting going. So um, <clears throat> I think it was Jonathan mentioned um, uh, Dabo from Coventry. Uh, he was racially abused after he missed the penalty in the playoff final. Um, I actually thought he, it's interesting. I thought he had a really good game and I thought he had a really good season, but he made a mistake right at the end and uh, when Luton scored, but it was disallowed. And uh, I said to my father and all we were watching it with, I said, he's going to miss penalty because he looked physically, he just looked absolutely shot mentally, physically, everything. And he made a mistake. They scored, but it was disallowed, luckily. And then when he stepped up to take that penalty after they'd all put all those penalties away, I was fairly confident he was going to miss. Um, let's have a look at Dabo and what's going on with him. And let's have a look at some stats. I've got a different browser, so I can't bring up my normal stat website because I can't remember the name of it. Um, so if anyone can remember from my previous video drop it in the comments um because i can't remember what it was Let's see if i can get it was yeah i can't remember um to go with a different one yeah we never score penalties either you're right mesit ozel can we tempt mesit ozel out of retirement to pay for card now, honest question, right? If if this manager's close to Mesut Ozil, as people seem to be implying, how would you feel if he was appointed player assistant manager? I'll give you my opinion when you guys have dropped your opinions in the chat. Mesut, less hypothetical now. Mesut Ozil announced player assistant manager for Cardiff City. 
how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? So, I'm just getting a Dallas uh, stat. I think I found the website I normally use, but we'll see. Mezit Ozil, assistant Cairo City manager. What do we think about that? Player manager, player assistant. No, he's going to play as well, not just be the assistant. Um, I will give you my opinion on Mezit Ozil in just a second when I hear some opinions from you guys. Um, right, so we've got uh, Dabo of Coventry. <laughs> um, I like him a lot, and I think he'd fit right in with Cardiff. Um, but I don't think he'd be available, I've got to be honest. I don't know if he's available. I don't think he's out of contract. Let's have a look. Is he our contract? Mesut Ozil. Let's have a look then. Let's have a look. Mesut Ozil. Uh, Gaz says, Mesut Ozil, class on his day, shitty attitude. Ozil's a no from me, says Lorna. Uh, Garen says, I wouldn't have Ozil in my Subutio team. He pouted and down tools for Cardiff. Guy is so far up his own ass. Uh, Reese says, we need proper coaches, someone who will work with the players to improve them. Can't imagine Ozil wanting to do this. Uh, Kelly says, if he, can, if he can regain his love for the game, I think it would be fantastic. feel like he's lost his way towards the end. Um, Lorna says, as for leaving it late with signing, it's what we've always done. Nothing will ever change. Um, Jonathan Davis says, Ozil's uh, retired and uh, Dabo's on a free. So another one, Dazzle, uh, Dabo, I'd sign him up straight away and and we're going to miss out on these players because we're too slow. Um, so unless Cardiff really surprised me and over the next week and that's like six players which they've signed on free contracts, we're going to miss out on these players. Um, like Dabo is... He's a good footballer and I think he showed that. this season. I'm surprised Coventry let him go. Um, so I don't know, you know what's going on there, whether... He wanted more money or whatever, but I'd take him 100%. 100%. Um, he's versatile. He's strong. He's quick. He's coming off the back of a good season. He's only 27 as well. Um, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer to sign him. Um, my opinion on Meza Ozil, I know it was only a bit of fun, a bit of hypothetical. My opinion on Meza Ozil is the way he behaved at Arsenal was so bad that you could not pay me to want him at Cardiff City. Because you can't, I just don't think, I can't think of, like, what, how would he tell players if they kind of lost, weren't trying hard enough? Like, what, he's going to get the best out of them? Is he no, no great player on his day? Like someone said, great player on his day, shitty attitude, hundred percent. He was all about the cash. Um, Jonathan says Dalman said he's working on a big one, um, but left anything else for the manager. And Balu has basically said he wants to see what he got before he decides what he wants. This is a problem. 
Now, what was it? Two weeks ago, I put that video out about five free, tri free transfers that would strengthen Cardiff signing. Within two weeks, those players would be gone. Now, I'm not saying that I know best and we should sign those players, but the best free transfers are going to go quick. So Cardiff as a club, if they should have been able, when that new manager came in, whoever it was, they should have given them a dossier saying we need two defenders, a winger, a central midfielder, two strikers, whatever, and said, these are the free transfers we've identified. Do you fancy any of them? Do you think you've got any other players who, you know, other players who maybe you'd like to add to this list? And I get, you know, pre-season's two weeks away, three weeks away. Those players could be gone. And like, they've got to get those players. <coughs> Excuse me. They, they need to get those players. Dabo will be gone in by the end of next week, I would imagine. Um, Pukki will probably be gone soon. Joe Bennett, all right, he might hang on if he wants to come back to Cardiff. Um, <clears throat> if he's going to wait until pre-season to make his decisions, then I think Cardiff have got a real problem next year. A real problem. Because you can only loan four players. So if you can only loan four players, so let's say we get four players from around Premier League and Europe, young players, great. But if you've missed out on all those free transfers, we will not have enough depth. We will not have enough quality to move into next season. So it's all right if you sign Aaron Ramsey. Fantastic. If we haven't got the legs, if so if we've got Aaron Ramsey, but we're playing Joe Rawls behind him, then we've got a massive fucking problem. Massive problem. Because if we're going to sign Aaron Ramsey, as I've already stated, I think it will be a good signing. And it's or at least it's worth the risk because it's got the potential to be a great signing. But you have to get the right players around him. You have to get young players around him to be the legs and the engine of that team. It's worrying. Worrying. Because like we very, 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 very clearly need a striker. You got on the free transfer off the top of my list. You got uh, top of my head. Lyle Taylor, Pookie. Um, who was the other one? There was another one, you know, Nathan Redmond. Um, you've got um, Oliver Norwood can play up front as well as in midfield. I would like him in midfield. And, you know, he will, he'll go well into the Turkish and German markets. You're absolutely right, Jonathan, because that's where he is going to be the most familiar with. But if you look at the history of players who come from the German league to the Premier League. Uh, Lewis Grabham is another one. You're right there, Jonathan. Um, if you look at the the history of German players who've come over and played in the Premier League, it doesn't always transmit well. And as we've talked about many times on the channel, like the Championship is effectively the Premier League too now. Like the football is so close. Like gone are the days where the Championship was kind of like a big step down like the teams which have been relegated the teams which are going up like all the teams in, in the championship they all play football they're all technically good and um, there's not really many teams who well we're probably one of the only teams who do play that kind of long ball football which i'm sure the manager will want to change but my worry is 
yes, you might pick these players up from Germany and Turkey, but it's going to take them time to settle, get used to the championship. It's physical. It's intense. Two games a week constantly. It's difficult to hit the ground running, particularly if we're not even going to look at signing players for another two weeks. Like they're going to come in, be coming in when preseason's always start already started. Cardiff should have been looking at free transfers, so they were in for the preseason training. I don't know what else to say, man. It's uh, it's frustrating. The same old Cardiff, no plan, no organisation. Um, I don't want to write the manager off though. I think yeah, the manager. His first impression, my first impression of him, was good. Um, I liked him, but he spoke well. I thought he was quite very confident in his, like, you know, the way he talked about his his own abilities, what he wants to do, what he wants to build Cardiff into. Um, it remains to be seen, though, how that will pan out. And, you know, who's he going to bring in as his coaches? Because I think we need, we need players, we need coaches who are good coaches and who are going to improve players. But I am a big believer also in that we need players around the club who understand the club. I think Darren is Darren Purse is doing a tremendous job with the under twenty threes. You know, are they going to move him out? Um, I hope not, because I think he's doing a really good job at improving some of those players, and he's starting to move some of the players who are not going to make it out and whatnot. Um, Interesting, some of the, the views from Turkey of Errol Balut. Um, I've been looking on social media and, and some of these sites. And um, he's, according to, according to Cardiff, he was always the number one choice. And this was the guy that they wanted. If that's the case, that's a good sign because that means they did have some semblance of a plan. Uh but because it's Cardiff, I don't believe a word of it. I think it's absolute horseshit. He's, like Garen says, is he just a mate of a mate? Then they kind of jobs for the boys type thing. And he's a cheap option. Um, but let's have a look at some of the comments from Turkey. Um, so at uh, Alin's Sport, uh, where he got he got to the Turkish Cup final and he got a Europa League spot in that league. Then the, the Turkish League is very, very competitive. So... You know, he built a team that was largely known for being very defensive, solid defensively, Got did the fund fundamentals right and was aggressive in the press. And, and then we're hit with um, kind of like on the tra transition from winning the ball back then, we'd create chances on the counter-attack, which I actually think that style of football would suit the fans and it would suit the championship as well i think that can work if you get the right players in this is where we have the questions of waiting two weeks before you're even looking at it um they were frequently near the top of the lists in terms of chances created and shots per game which is good because i think cardiff have had their cardiff fans i think we've had the fill of boring football that doesn't create many chances. So that is a, at least a positive. You know, let's look on the positive side. Um, is Alian Spore side were dominant in the air? Only Fenerbahce, a club he'd go on to join the following season, enjoyed 
higher success with the aerial duels. Um, so yeah, he's got a, he's got quite a tactical approach to the football and the way he understands teams who he's going to play against, which I think again is a very positive sign. Um, the Fenerbahce one's weird. So in this this little article, it says it should be pointed out that Fenerbahce were perhaps having their best season in seven years under Belut's watch. He still managed to finish third. He won 21, drawing five of his 34 games in the League and Cup. Cardiff would love a record like that. Let's be honest. Um, it's a hard, hard gig. He's used to having a passionate fan base. So I don't think that's, a you know, he's not going to get put off by that. I think Emre was the sporting director at Fenerbahce when he was there. Um, he was very critical of kind of the squad, like people like Ozil, and he was not physically up to it and stuff like that. So it's not all positive. I'd like to see, look, as I said uh, towards the end of the last season in the shows with Rodri, Cardiff have to make a decision with Ruben, Ruben Corwell. Corwell. Um, If Aaron Ramsey comes in, Ruben Corwell's got to go on loan for me. There's no point in him sitting on the bench again for another season. But if Aaron Ramsey does get injured or if he does indeed come in, Ruben Corwell could also then end up playing quite a lot of games assuming no one else was to come in in that kind of attacking midfield in position. But Cardiff have got to make a decision with Corwell. They've got to they've got to decide, is he up to it? If he's up to it, he's got to play. They've got to allow him to play week in, week out, because coming off a bench for a few minutes here and there does nothing. He's got to start, and they've got to trust him and say, right, you're playing the first 10 games. Show us what you can do. Or just put him on loan. Because last season was a waste for him. Um, Isaac Davis, got to get him like fully fit and playing. And I think having someone like a Pookie or a Lyle Taylor to like for Isaac Davis, Davis to learn off like full internationals. Pookie's if you know full international, done a lot, scored a lot of goals. He could teach Isaac Davis how to be a, a you know a real championship striker, um, but those two play in particular have got a kind of got a decision to make about them because I don't think they can afford to do the same thing that they did last year, particularly in Colwell's case. Um, Reese says if someone comes in with a cash offer for Ruben Colwell, I would take it or even float him in a swap deal. No fee involved. I don't know. I think I'd prefer him to go on. I want to see. I genuinely would like to see what he's like playing week in, week out. Uh, yeah, a championship or League One level. I, will, I Because I think there's a player in there. Wales um, and their staff obviously think, thought there was a player in there because they took him to the Euros. Like, 
it would be the most Cardiff thing ever to let him go somewhere or sell him for like 500 grand or something and he'd go and play week in, week out and, you know, be the next big thing. That would be the most Cardiff thing ever. So I do think they need to be sure. But if they're going to bring in Ramsey and and then and a few other midfielders and he's just literally going to be either on the bench or not in the squad, then loan him out for the season to whoever, a league one side, Sheffield Wednesday, whoever, someone coming up. Offer him to Sheffield Wednesday, say, we'll take Josh Windass, you take Ruben Corwell on loan for a season. That would happen, but you know what it is. Right, if you've got any questions, get them in. Uh, if not, I'm going to gonna wrap this stuff up. Um, I'm just looking forward to, I've got to be honest, that it, by all of everything I've read about the manager from his comments to looking at the teams he's played for, looking by what the Turkish people, media are saying about him. He seems like a very organised manager, someone who is tactically very astute and analyses the opposition, is capable at least of improving players, but most importantly, because of the way he sets up and the way he plays off the transitions, he creates a shitload of chances. So it's going to be exciting. I need that as a kind of fans. Burnley have already just begun pre-season training today, says Reese. I wouldn't be surprised, mate. They're going to want to hit the ground running. And why not? Um, if you would like to see more content like this, uh, whether it be live or the pre-recorded ones let me know and uh, i will certainly be open to it um it's something i want to do i want to kind of start doing some more as well as the the podcast shows and stuff that we produce and do whether in studio or like live with rodri and stuff i'd like to do some more uh, content as it were whether it's like little live shows like this or whether it's 20 30 minute videos um like looking at different things so i think um i'm gonna do a loan uh, and have a look at the loan market in the uh, next video for cardiff so if you have got any um suggestions for people you'd like me to look at when i do the research for this video i'm going to do five players that cardiff should look at loaning that's going to be the title of the video and in it, it'll be similar to the free transfers. We're going to have a real deep dive into each player, their stats, um, their career, like what's next for them, where they've been. Is it a risk? Is it not? Will they get the best out of them in the championship, etc.? Like a real deep dive into every player. So if there's any player that you think you'd like to see on that list for loan players, Reese straight away says Cody Drama. Um, you can email us, emails on all my social media. You can hit me on social media. You can hit my social media. We're all there. Spread the word about Ace Podcast Nation. If you really want to help support the channel and get more content like this going again, um, you can become a member at patreon.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. I believe you can also sign up for a trial on that. Um, we've also got some new sponsors coming, um, which are really, really good. And um, between you and me is if you sign up for the free trials for the one of them, it really, 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 really helps me. Let's work together to get it done. Um, because the more I can kind of bring in, the more I'm going to put out. Um, my, like, ultimately, 
I'd like to get to the point where I can do one of these shows every day and put a video out in the morning, which is like a 20 minute video about something football related. And then in the night do like a live show where we probably just me occasionally a guest just talking about stuff. And then also put out to my stories on a Saturday from the studio and this live show with Rodri during the football season, talking general football. I'd like to be able to do that. So it's like a video and a live show every day. The live shows would be predominantly Cardiff and championship based as well. But to do that, we need to get everything coming in. So check out patreon.com slash ace podcast nation. If you can literally like there's, it's like two pounds or something a month. Um, Ethan Ampadu is my dream to see him play in a Cardiff City shirt. And I will finish on that. Thank you for watching, guys. Spread the word. Um, I'll also put the audio version of this up shortly. So give that a share and stuff like that. But uh, until then, good night. God bless. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.